Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. You are now entering the Megacars, the Megacars. <laughs> What is going on, D. Ted Smith? What up, Steve? Oh, you know, just living, living large. L-I-V-N, man. <laughs> L-I-V-N. That's right. Don't even have time for that G. No, man. <laughs> You're much cooler if you did. <laughs> you see Days Confused, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, great film. Yeah. That's one of those movies that I think is on like every other hour on Comedy Central. And I will watch it. I'll, it's one of those movies you could just pick up and watch no matter what scene it's on. Like Anchorman. Like, uh, for me, Office Space. Like, for many, I would imagine, too. Yeah, old school. Super Troopers. Yeah, I love Super Troopers. But sometimes I forget the back half of Super Troopers isn't that great. First 20 minutes of that movie is phenomenal. Phenomenal. That was like the, I remember going many, 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 many years ago when, before anyone knew who the hell the Broken Lizard crew were, they came into the morning show that I worked on, Andy Savage in the morning when I worked at the end. All right. And they came in, the only reason why I booked them, and it was brilliant on their end, this shows how old and how long ago this was, the movie reps sent us a VHS of the first scene from Super Troopers, like that first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, where they pull the car over and stuff. Right, eating the pot, the big prank, all that craziness. They're like, hey, we've got this new movie we're working on. We're, we're bringing the actors into town. Would you be interested? Here's a sample of the Here's the first 15 minutes of the movie. And I'm like, wow, no one's ever done that before. I watch it. I'm in tears. I show it to Andy. He's in tears. I show it to Jody. Everyone, we all love it. I'm like, yeah, bring them in. And oh, by the way, they're going to come in fully in their gimmicks, like as super troopers. <laughs> so the cast came in. That's awesome. Fully dressed. And I remember recently we had a couple of the guys on, and they remembered that because that was the first time they did something like that. They're like, oh, yeah, we weren't excited to do it, but you guys were cool, blah, 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 blah. But like that sold me on the movie, and to book those guests was that first 15, 20 minutes. But you're right. First half is way better than the second half. Yeah. And then... Club Dread just wasn't. That was a bad follow up. Yeah, the, I did. I did laugh at Slam and Salmon. Oh, I love Slam and Salmon. I think that's one of their best. Yeah, that one's kind of underrated, but that one was pretty good. Beer Fest is great. Beer, right? Beer Fest obviously is a pretty funny one. And Club Dread, when I went back and watched it since, I didn't hate it as much. But it was it was a bad follow up to Super Troopers because I think the expectations were high. They were. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But Beer Fest is great. That's a classic movie. Oh, so good. Yeah, I always throw in old school just because, like, you forget. And, you know, you get so used to, like, Anchorman and this and that. And I, I always tell people, yeah, but old school, like, that movie to me is like a Caddyshack. Like, that movie will stand up to the test of time. I need to go back and watch. It's, I don't think, I've watched that movie probably one and a half times. That's it? I need to go back and watch it. And it's not, not because I have any issue against it. It's just never on TV if I'm flipping around. If it was on, when I, I'd be like, oh. Like, I love the movie Waiting because for a while... Comedy Central. Had it on all the time. It was like every Saturday you could watch Waiting and then Office Space. So, yeah. I like, so I was obsessed with those movies. Yeah, and I feel like old school is showing back up now. That'll I'll, be around more. I'll have to check on the man. If it's on, I'll watch it again. Yeah. I don't know that the wife would love it as much, but yeah. it is so stupid. It's There's so many little funny things in that movie, and you just forget. Like, it's a powerhouse. Oh, gosh. Like, everybody's in it. That's an all-star team. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If, I wonder if Sid has ever seen it. If she's never seen it, I might have to just pull the, hey, let's watch old school. I, I've never seen this, and I hear it's good. Yeah. I'd still throw something about Mary in there, too. Something about Mary's great. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, my buddy Bernie. 
There's something about Mary. He was like, seeing it, Teddy. We're going to see it. And then same thing with old school. He was like, we, we got to go. And I think I think we went to the theater twice to see old school. That was when like Will Farrell was untouchable. Like right yeah. around that time. You know what I mean? Like that was like that was a good era for him. And he right, he wasn't even like the biggest star in that movie when it came out. No. It was probably Vince Vaughn. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which is funny now because Vince Vaughn's not nearly on the same level as Will Farrell anymore, I think. Yeah. I do have a soft spot for Vince Vaughn though. Oh, I love Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Why do you have a soft spot for him though? Uh I you know, I just have a I have a couple buddies that don't care for him. I love him. Like I loved him in Swingers. Uh-huh. I like him in old school. I love that movie. What about made. Psycho? You remember Psycho? I never saw that one. And see, he actually did a pretty good job as uh, with the remake. I know some people are like, "Screw you, that sucked," but I liked it. Yeah, even like a few years ago when he hosted SNL and just and he had like that swingers kind of attitude. Like I know some people don't like. I love that Vince Vaughn. Like I, I don't know why. I'm just a Vince Vaughn apologist. I'd like to hit up a bar with Vince Vaughn. I think it'd be fun. I do. Yeah. You know. Now, if he knew us. Yeah, he probably, I wouldn't randomly go up to Vince Vaughn in a bar. I bet that could end bad. Yeah, he'd probably go tell us to piss off. Right. But use a different word other than piss. Right, but I feel like if it was like a thing and he was like, you guys want to go get drinks, like, hell yeah. Yeah, if we were part of his entourage. <laughs> yeah. We need to figure out a way to become part of Vince Vaughn's entourage. You know, Steve, that's something we've never done. We need to go hit the L.A. Strip. Yes, and endear ourselves to celebrities. Dad, you know the best way we could do that is by doing 10 push-ups. All right, all right. By the way, for the record, I got up this morning and I was like, oh, I feel so much better today than I did a week ago right after July 4th. I was like, these push-ups are fine. Yeah. I felt like such a fat ass last week because I'd eaten like three hamburgers and hot dogs the day before. <laughs> you know, before we do the push-ups, I want to play this for you. This uh, We played it on the MixCast, but I feel it applies more on the MegaCast. It was a voicemail from somebody that listens to both the MixCast and the MegaCast. All right, nice. But it's all about his experience at Pain in the Grass and how much fun he had thanks to the MegaCast and getting 10. Nice. Hey, guys, this is Seth from Menachee. I just wanted to call in and say thank you to all the cast of you uh, personalities, but especially to Rev and Migs and Ted, even though it's not on the cast, for making Pain in the Grass seriously the best time I've ever had in my entire life. Thank you, Steve, for I missed the first 10 you guys got doing push-ups. You came and did it again, and we did it all again. I got like three or four mega hugs. It was the best time of my entire life. So thank you guys once again. And Nick, good to hear from you. Love you on the cast. And just thank you for everything. It was the best time I've ever had. See that? So, signing off. Seth Wanachi. Bye, pumpkin butt. That's awesome. How great is that? I like these even like in Ted, even though he's not on the cast. Yeah. <laughs> I like, got to play it for Ted. So this one's for you, Seth and Wenatchee. All right. Let's get 10. And I decided a band that we both love, Highly Suspect. Oh, yeah. This song. It, oh, so good. Perfect summer song. <laughs> Little one. Let's get 10, Mega Family, to get the blood pumping, the heart racing, and the brain functioning. Yeah. Let's get 10. Yesterday, bro, yesterday I, Steve was hurting. Yesterday Steve was sore. <laughs> Starting to master that whole forward flip thing in the world of wrestling. I haven't mastered the landing after the forward flip. Yesterday was one of the few times where I've been like, 
Yeah, all right, man. That looks painful <laughs> the way you just sat down. <laughs> I kept landing on my ass. I should be landing on my back. <laughs> That's why I'm dead serious. When I just saw you oh. pop up, I was like, all right, he's back. It's perfect time because I have wrestling class tonight to get more sore and get more hurt. <laughs> more sore. Tech Talks. Starring. Detex Smith. Steve, I'm not sure about this TED Talk. It's all over the place. I had two notes. Stay the course and do what you want. <laughs> like, it's just like a choose your own adventure TED Talk. It's one or the other, Ted. I don't have to do both. I don't know where my head was at when I wrote those down, but now that I just read them, I go, Ted, that makes no sense. Stay the course. It'll be all right. You know what? <laughs> F it. Do what you want. Do whatever you want. Yeah, but I, stay the course while you do it. Yeah, I mean, don't go crazy doing whatever you want, but... uh, And don't go nuts when you stay the course. Yeah, I don't know. You want to go to a lake this weekend? I don't have frickin' lake. <laughs> you <laughs> see a Y in the road? Walk through the middle. <laughs> Crush through the bushes. Right? Like, man, choose your own path, brother. That's right. Don't be a wimp. Don't do what others have done. Create your own path. <laughs> and if you don't like it, you just tell people, I do what I want. I'm staying on my own course. I don't know. Get outside. I'm not saying you got to go hiking, but just go outside. Take a walk around your city or town. Do what you want. Unless someone tells you to do it, then say, F you. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah, yeah. Unless your husband's like, honey, we need to take a walk. You say, I do what I want. I'm going to sit on the couch and watch old school. Right. (laughs) We should go for a walk, honey. Yeah. I'm going to watch old school and then decide. Yeah. Tomorrow we'll go for a walk, because that's when I want to go for a walk. Yeah, watch me walk to the garage and get stoned. <laughs> Bro, speaking of going to walk, we went for a walk to uh, Chambers Bay. We walked around. Oh, which, yeah. By the way, that golf course, one of the ugliest golf courses I've ever seen with my own two eyes. It, it is a, I get why people were making fun of that golf course when the U.S. Open was here. It could be an incredible golf course to play on, but visually, it looks like a forest fire just went through that golf course. It's the grass. Yeah, it's all burnt looking. But it's it's not burnt, though. It's just the way it looks in the summer. It looks like that all the time. It looks like crap. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm defending Chambers Bay. Yeah, you, get, you got this look. Like, I'll do what I want. I'm defending Chambers Bay. There's one tree. Tons of shade. And why won't this thing so shut off? Because it's like, you guys aren't stopping. <laughs> it's doing what it wants. <laughs> it's taking its own path, Steve. Yeah, so we're walking. And this old woman sees us, and we're walking with Lulu, of course. It's the thing we do. And she sees us, and she looks and goes, that's a beautiful dog. I'm like, thanks. And then she goes, can I have it? What? And we're like, oh, funny. Ha, ha, ha. And she's there with, like, maybe her grandchild or daughter, an older woman. not yeah. Like, you know, probably 30s. And the, the, the old lady again goes, no, can I have it? Like, like we're going to just be like, Yeah. Here's our dog that we've had for seven years. You Go take ahead. her. Yeah. So now we got to find a new dog. It sucks, but you know. I'll miss you, Lou. Yeah. She's a great dog, but you know, that grandma wanted the dog and we had to do what she wants. I know. You know, I should start just asking for dogs. It that was easy? weird. Yeah. It was really weird. Like I've never had that kind of a, and maybe she was just being super deadpan, but there was, didn't seem to be any sense of humor from her or the person she was walking with. Huh. I wonder if that works at any point. Like, if someone's like, can I have your dog? And they're like, yeah! I've been trying to get rid of this beautiful white fluff. <laughs> and you never know what you're going to walk around and see. That's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, how far is that from your house? 
I'd say about 20, 25 minutes. All right. And then Not do you walk far. around the golf course or is there like walking trails above it? There's walking trails near it. And then there's a walking trail that kind of goes through the golf course that has certain points that's like, hey, if unless you're playing golf, don't walk through this area. Okay. But yeah, so you kind of get a nice, it's a really cool view. I mean, when you don't look at the golf course and you turn and look out and see the beautiful ocean and the water, that's awesome. Or the sound, I think that is. It's not the, well, eventually becomes, I guess, the ocean. I, I never know what the answer is on that. I yes, know. it is the sound, but it is salt ocean water. I know. I like We were even having that conversation while there. Like, well, I think right there is Gig Harbor, and then there's this. I'm like, so it's got to be Puget Sound. It is. Right. But it's technically still the Pacific Ocean water. I know. It does what it wants. Do, ocean do do what it Well, generally. But there's certain times of day the moon's like, hey, ocean, you need to roll in. Or like, hey, ocean, you need to roll out with those tides. So the ocean does what it wants unless the moon tells it otherwise. Pretty much. Hmm. Maybe that should be our new theory on life. Just do what the moon wants us do to do? Do what the moon wants us to do, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. Right? Well, I think the moon wants us to take a break, Ted. All right, all right. So we better do it. Well, make- I got confused. I thought maybe we were going long and just doing two. <laughs> I want to go back. Steve, do what you want. I'm doing what you wanted. We decided we'd do three tens, not two fifteen. Well, the alarm went off. It's been like three minutes. Now it feels like we're going to have to do two fifteens. I feel like we're stuck in the middle. Oh, we'll find out what happens next. When the, right. mega cast, the mega cast is falling apart, people, because we don't know which direction to go. Right. This TED Talk effed us up, Ted. It was a bad TED Talk. <laughs> TED Talk was bullshit. And the Mega Cats will be back. Yeah, I guess. It's aggressive today. I don't know. It's a damn move. We'll be back. I would run off with these guys if I had legs or a body. I'm just a robot voice after all. The Mega Cast will be back. They're out there now, and they're frightened, scared, and all alone. They're wondering where their next meal is coming from, and if they'll ever find work again. They're Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, two now out-of-work actors who used to play Spider-Man. Poor Toby Maguire. He lasted through three movies. Well, two good ones and one big piece of crap. So they rebooted the series with Andrew Garfield, who had just managed to get his junk settled comfortably in the suit. Poof. Now he's out of a job. But you can help. Give today to the Spider-Man Performers Lending and Trust, or SPLAT. Every donation helps give a washed-up Spider-Man a new lease on life. And to Tom Holland, the latest Spider-Man, in five years, SPLAT will be there to help you, too. Won't you give whatever you Spider-Can? The Spider-Man Performers Lending and Trust, or SPLAT. You can find us on the web. Ted and Steve won't betray you. They are two cool astutes. The mega cast is back. Become, 
freaking love this song, man. Fozzie, Chris Jericho. Yeah, but I like Jericho. They tore it up at Pain in the Grass. Yeah, I mean, that show we saw at Studio 7 a couple years ago was great. That was really good. Yeah. And, and, and I, we talked to them when we did the interview uh, backstage at the, the, the Palace Law Barbecue Experience. And I said it to them, and I meant it, and even Chris and I talked a little bit about it on my wrestling podcast, that each record gets better. Like, I thought Fozzie were okay when I first heard them many, 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 many years ago, and I thought their last record was really good. I was like, okay, these guys are going in the right direction. And if this first song is any indication of what the rest of the record's going to sound like, which I think comes out in September, they're going to have a great record on their hands. What is his, uh, does he talk about, like, what is his deal with, like, wrestling and the band? Does he have, because it seems like, I haven't been watching wrestling a ton lately, Mm -hmm. but it seems like he comes back in spurts for, like, months and then kind of go does his band thing and then comes back. Yeah, I think when his band is, it makes me wonder what's going on in Chris Jericho's home. Like, he never is home. Is he married or something? Yeah, he's married, got kids. I'm sure. Oh, no kidding. You know, I, I joke about that. I mean, obviously with wrestling, you spend several days at home and then you go and do your two or three days on the road or whatever yeah. it is, but it's like- Well, Jericho doesn't have to do house shows anymore. But he loves doing house shows. No kidding. There was a period of time, and house shows are the ones that aren't on TV for those that aren't huge wrestling fans. There was a period of time where he was only doing house shows and not doing TV stuff for like, And this was just a couple of years ago. Like, wow. He was doing the band stuff, and then whenever there was a house show on a day off, he would fly, go do the house shows because he just loves wrestling. I think he just loves both like so right, much right. that, he, and I get it. You know, he ain't getting any younger, and you might as well do it as much as you humanly can before you have to call it quits. At you least squeeze every drop out. Right. Like it's like me with my professional professional wrestling career. You know, I need to get it done before I get too old. You do, dude. Thanks, Ted. Get on it. <laughs> this body can only handle so much. How old are you? 42? 42. All right. So and you I'm got, you starting got, my wrestling career now. You got eight years in you. Yeah. yeah, a good eight years before it gets sad and depressing. <laughs> Here's our newest wrestler, and he's 50. <laughs> my favorite moment, I haven't aired the interview yet on Migs versus the World of Wrestling, when I was talking with Matt Cross, who we've had on the Megacast. Sure. And I was talking to him after one of the Defy shows, and we're just BSing, and I'm, at first I was nervous to share with these guys that I'm learning how to wrestle, because I didn't know if they were going to be like, F off! Why, how dare you insult what we love by being this old guy attempting to do what we do? And they've all actually been very receptive. I mean, hell, Kofi is, was pumping my tires so much that he made me feel like I could be in the WWE one day when I talked with him. But when I mentioned it to Matt, I'm like, hey, if you want to laugh, go ahead. But this is what's going on in my world. And, he, and as soon as I said I, t- I took a wrestling class, he just goes, oh, I can't wait to hear how this happened. Or, or I can't wait to hear what happened with this. And then I started to explain it to him. And he was, his like eyes lit up. And he was legit happy that I was doing it because as an outsider, I can now articulate and, and, and really kind of um, uh, uh, just kind of, you know, be in faith. The hell's the word? I can't think. Uh, like second, the motion that it's very difficult, or you know what I mean. Like it's just about I can vouch. Know. I can vouch for these guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like I mean, hey, the ropes hurt. The bumps hurt. It's it. Yeah. The the ending is predetermined. Some of the hits you're you're of course holding back on what you do, but then there are some things that it's just humanly impossible for it not to hurt. Yeah. I mean, right. It's not like I had a illustrious boxing career, mm-hmm. but it's nice sometimes when I interview the fighters and stuff. You know, it's like, yeah, like I fought in that same arena when it was sold out. And and they, I think there's like an instant moment of like credibility in their eyes. Yeah, 
because you're not just like, a, I mean, you're still a fan, but it's like, all right, this guy gets it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He understands that doing these little bumps that all of us take for granted actually do really hurt and take their toll on our bodies. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's the same way for us, right? If we meet somebody that's like, hey, I'm starting a podcast, like, great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, get on it. Absolutely, and if they've done a few, and like you know, even like our buddy Sal, who does not oh, play yeah. stupid, it's 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 fun to be able to talk shop and hear his his stories, and you know, and, and understand that you know he gets it takes a little effort to put on a podcast. It's excellent as ours. Yeah, I was to say Sal's place is looking great too. Yeah, he's got a nice studio. <laughs> oh, and oh, it's a little volleyball court thing going. Yeah, on. yeah, I know. I'm bummed. I'm not going to be around that weekend. He's got yeah. like a big barbecue going on, but you know. About a bachelor party in Portland with Munson. Dude. It's, it's going to be insane. You know what I'm doing that weekend? What? Fishing. Oh, I'm jealous. I, you know, I don't think I've been fishing in... I mean, Christ, the last person I went fishing with was uh, the same guy I fought. So, I mean, I haven't been fishing. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's the last <clears throat> time was going crabbing. Was that... Was that... Was uh, I with you? I don't know if you were with me on that one. All right. Yeah, but it's been a long time. Yeah. So then, right, some guy hit me up and was like, hey, man, we can go fishing. And I was like, you know what? I'm in. I've been fishing in a while. Seems like man stuff. You're going on a bachelor party. I'm going fishing. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing dude things. Yeah, man. We picked that fork in the road. Yeah, hell yeah. We're staying the course. (laughs) We're staying the man course. That sounds bad. You know, speaking of man course. Mm, Segway. Awful segue. You know, I don't even know if there is a good segue for that. What were we even talking about? Oh, Chris Jericho. Yeah. Nice guy. Um, are you excited about this uh, Mayweather-McGregor? I know you don't like Conor McGregor. And you mentioned boxing. So I... I mean, look. It's not like I don't pay attention to what's going on. But no. I think it's going to be a sham. Can, could McGregor knock him out if he connects with him on a good punch? Yes. I don't think he's going to connect. Can he connect with him on a good punch? I don't think he can. If the Manny Pacquiao match or fight is any indication. Thank you. That was the most boring boxing match I've ever watched. And I know my buddies who are boxing purists loved it because it was the science of boxing. I I don't know. I, I like hated boxing. It. I thought it was boring as hell. Right. I'm a, I mean, I used to be a huge boxing fan as a kid, dating myself. But, you know, Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Yeah. Loved watching him. him his, his bouts against Sugar Ray Leonard were some of the most fun things. Mike Tyson when he first came in. And, Sugar Ray Leonard's the man. Oh, Sugar Ray Leonard's awesome. PG County. Oh, is he? Yeah. All right. You never well, heard then. this story? No. I met him. How'd that go? I don't remember. I was a bubble. Were you high? No, I was in a bubble. What, like, like John Travolta? Uh, That's a bad joke from the, he was the, the, I should have said Jake Gyllenhaal. Would have been way funnier. Oh, Bubble Boy? Take two. Like Jake Gyllenhaal? (laughs) 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 Get it? Zap, he got me. Bubble Boy. No, when I was a baby, I had, uh, was it croup? Croup or some kind of cough or something? I don't know. I was in a bubble. Apparently Sugar Ray Leonard came by and said hi to me. What? Yeah. I was in a bubble for like a, I think like a few weeks. No, you weren't. Yeah. I mean, I was an infant, so I don't remember any of it. Is that why you like having people keep their distance from... No, I'm kidding. Right? Wow. Yeah, so that's always the story. I go, yeah, I met him. People are like, I go, well, I don't know if I really met him. I was in a bubble as a baby. So did your mom hit up Sugar Ray Leonard and say, hey, nothing would make me happier than dealing with my baby that's in a bubble than no, having... he's him- just from PG County. And, and we he was just visiting hospitals? Yeah, because we were at like PG Hospital. You know, so I mean, I don't think it's that crazy that athletes visit children's hospitals, Steve. No, I don't think it's crazy at all. But typically, they meet the they go and visit children at children's hospitals to bring 
the boost the morale of the children. I guess the parents too. Yeah. So what, you can't say hi to a bubble boy because he's a little infant? God, Steve, why are we such a D? <laughs> How could he boost your morale? You can't even speak yet. Yeah, screw the bubble boy. Baby won't even remember. Why even say hi to him? Did he put his hands through some kind of a glove thing? I don't and know. And then hold you? Like you were in like like you were like in some kind of like weird like 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 science experiment? I don't know. Ah, look was... at me holding this little baby through the bubble. I don't know if it was that bubbly. Be gentle with this young man. He's very delicate. He's in a bubble. He's in a bubble after all. You know, my mom's coming to town in a couple of weeks. Maybe I'll, I'll 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 make sure to get the bubble story down. Pat. Oh, I'll, I'm making sure I'm coming to meet up again. I always love seeing your mom, so I need to <laughs> I need to ask questions about Bubble Boy. About bubble Boy. I didn't know you were a Bubble Boy. Yeah, I mean I I survived. So I mean it's not a no, big deal. You survived. I, I didn't. Did. I couldn't tell. They said <laughs> they didn't know. Now I'm 36, Steve. Bubble Boy. <laughs> it's a Bubble Boy miracle. So then we should play that uh, that 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 fun outdoor um, game, the soccer game, where you are one and you're in a giant bubble. Oh, and you get to hit each other? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen those in person? Yeah. Actually, the other day we were at Discovery Park, and they were setting them up for a game of bubble soccer. Yeah. And we, by the time we came back to that area, they were already done. The bubbles were gone. But I guess you could rent them. Yeah. And you, I mean, you crush people in those things. Well, I feel like you, if we're doing this, I feel like we got to be on the same team because you have an unfair advantage over everyone because you grew up as a bubble boy. Yeah, it's my natural habitat. Right. So you're going to feel comfortable in that. Oh, thing. look at me. Ted, back at home. We could get Sugar Ray Leonard. We could recreate the whole thing again. <laughs> Ray! Ray! <laughs> All right, Ray. so uh, I think Mayweather just stays away from uh, McGregor for uh-huh. the first four rounds, and then he'll just dance around him and point him to death. That's, that, you know, when we get back, let's take a quick break, All right. uh, because I do want to talk about the press conference that they had. I'm sure a lot of people oh. saw it, but we've got... I've got some audio that might, maybe you have not heard or saw yet where Floyd Mayweather's dad got involved. It was just a freaking giant S show. Oh, yeah. And they all will be. And let's, when we get back, we'll talk more about this McGregor, McGregor Mayweather. McGregor. McGregor. Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. Mm-hmm. He does sound like the Lucky Charms guy. Yeah. It's so funny. Talking spicy. <laughs> like, I like, yes. Well, we'll get to it. All right. Mega Cats will be back. <laughs> Ted and Steve have some games to play. The mega cast will be back. Summertime, the persistent and unyielding heat just keeps going. So rejoice and party at Sweatapalooza. Come downtown and hang out with the suffering and miserable masses. Hang out in the dehydration zone and stand under the mist tent that doesn't work. Feel your forehead drip in front of the air conditioner that doesn't work. Ladies, watch your face melt in the hot and stuffy makeup mirror maze. It's one giant mosh pit, only without the music. Don't miss the pit stains, the body odor, the heat rashes. Going on now 
now at Sweatapalooza. Water and washcloths not included. Your American dreams have been answered. Ted and Steve are ready to talk again. The Megacast is back. Yeah, you know, Russell Wilson, when he visits kids, if they can't say go Hawks, he ain't saying hi to them. Nope. No. Just just, just get away from me, bubble yeah. boy. Bubble boys. Probably a 49ers fan. In. Sorry. It's just weird laughing about that. I mean, the ignorance that is me. Uh, so the McGregor thing, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I refuse to pay for that fight. 100 bucks. No way in hell I'm paying for that. Right. I know, like, part of me almost wants to boycott just watching it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, uh, I don't know. Other people have been like, dude, I'm going to order it. You can come over and watch. So I'll probably end up watching it. And, and if McGregor somehow pulls this off, I will shut my mouth and just be like, all right, Conor McGregor's the man. Oh, I mean, I would love that just because of the spectacle that that would be. And plus, I'm not a big Floyd Mayweather fan. I don't like it. I mean, I, I like Conor McGregor more than Floyd May- Mayweather. I know you're anti-Conor. I find yeah. great humor in him. But I understand why you're not a fan of his. But if he could shock the boxing world by doing that... That would be insane. Yeah, my biggest beef is I just feel like, like, I love MMA, right? I still like boxing. The best boxing match, by the way, is Canelo Triple G in September. That one will be phenomenal. I'm going to pay for that. Okay. But the only, the biggest. I'll chip in, maybe. The big issue I have is just, maybe. I just don't want to see, like, like that guy that's like, I hate jiu-jitsu. It's all that gay crap rolling around on the mat. Like, boxing's the real sport. So now when a guy that doesn't have one professional goddamn fight goes up against arguably the greatest boxer ever, and when the boxer beats him, now we're going to have to listen to, yeah. you know, that guy. And not just one of the greatest boxers ever, the greatest defensive boxer ever. Yeah. Like, he is incredibly talented at being able to not get hit. So you got a guy who's got no experience or had experience when he was younger, but that doesn't count. Yeah. Has no experience in a boxing match, and he's taking on a guy who knows how to get out of the way and has seen it all, done it all, knows ex- doesn't even probably need to, uh, of course he's going to train, but you know what I mean? He could walk into that fight and have enough skill to be able to dodge pretty much anything that Connor's going to throw his way. Right. If Connor connects, whole different story. I just don't know if he's going to connect. Right. If he catches him on the left, I hear you, Like, but I just don't see if he can. And don't get me wrong. If we do this in a cage, Connor takes down Floyd, I'd bet, within two minutes. Oh, yeah. If he could use all of his skills. Ideally, they should be have a three-fight thing. Boxing. Do an MMA one, and then have like something in the middle, like kickboxing or something. Or like Indian leg wrestling. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Rope toe. <laughs> Tug of war. <laughs> so the press conference, which was great, it, it really brought me back to, it was like straight up WWE type stuff. Yeah. Like, it was, so to, to set the stage, Conor McGregor has a suit on that says F-U in small letters to make it look like pinstripes, which I Correct. thought was hilarious. Yeah. And so he decides that he's going to take shots at uh, Floyd Mayweather because, well, Floyd is just wearing a, a, a track suit yeah. of sorts. And also makes fun of, also makes fun of uh, Floyd for driving a 2012 uh, Rolls Royce. Did you hear that part? I didn't hear that one. It's hard to hear in this clip, but you can kind of hear it. So here it is. He's in a f- track suit. He can't even afford a suit anymore. Yeah, so he's taking shots because Floyd... Because of the tax stuff. Owes 22, uh, $22 million. How do you owe $22 million in taxes? 
Who is your financial guy? Yeah, no he, kidding. He needs to be fired. Oh, here we go. The Rolls is a 2012 outside. He yeah, the Rolls is a 2012 outside. <clears throat> Did you see McGregor speaking of Rolls Royces a few months ago? Uh-uh. He was up in Manchester and took a bunch of pictures standing on a Rolls Royce. And then the people that own the Rolls Royce were like, hey, you rented that. You really shouldn't be standing on it from us. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. If Floyd was on top of his game, he could have made fun of him for that. Yeah. Is There's no other way about it. His little legs, his little core, his little head. I'm going to knock him out inside four rounds. Mark my words. There's no way. I mean, that's his best shot. Yeah, I mean, honestly, his best shot is to come out swinging right from the get-go and just try and catch him by surprise before Floyd fully is prepared or, or, or like, mentally set for the, the style of fight that it's going to be. Yeah. That's my guess. I mean, I'm no, I'm no trainer. I don't know if you know that, but if I was a trainer, I'd He's say, training. Yeah. <laughs> I'm training to be a pro wrestler. You know, as a pro wrestler, we do the elbow and collar lock. Yeah. I say he goes for that. Should. Yeah, he should. He should. Put him in a headlock, then into an arm bar, into a chicken wing, roll him up schoolboy style. I still think that's part of it, too. Like, McGregor would lose a ton of money, but I do agree with uh, Mayweather's coach. Like, what if he gets really frustrated and just throws a leg kick out of nowhere? Could you imagine? I've seen it uh, at a battle of the boat. No, you haven't. Because some of the amateur MMA guys will take, like, low-level professional boxing matches, and dude got so frustrated he threw a kick. Which obviously gets you DQ'd from a boxing match. That's not what a was warning. the crowd reaction like for that, I bet? Ooh. Yeah. It was, it was a little sketchy. Because the guy that threw the kick was, uh, was Russian, and he had like a little crew of his Russian dudes with him. And then the other guy, when he got out, his brother's also a boxer, and they started chirping back and forth. I was like, oh, man. Oh, this could get to like some serious Cold War action. Yeah, it, it, there was a minute where I was like, are they going to get into it out here in the arena? And then I was like, nah, I'm going to get out of here. So here's how Floyd Mayweather responding. 21 is the number. Why is 21 the number? Because that's how long I've been kicking ass. <laughs> I don't give a f- if it's a ring. I don't give a f- if, it's a, if it's an octagon. Put me in there and I'm going to kick ass. Well, I think you do care if it's an oh, octagon. Oh, he does. Yeah, there's no way in hell you want to go into an octagon with no. Conor McGregor. Right, right. That, no. right. That's the other side of this, right? Like, the, no, that that would be dumb for him. Be talking <laughs> you do give a if it's an octagon. <laughs> Y'all already know I ain't made. I ain't back down for no mother body. You line him up and I knock him down like bowling pins. And August 26th, I'm going to knock this out too. I don't know. Knock them down like bowling pins. That's the best you could come up with. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, right. Like, I do agree. I, 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 Floyd at some point was like, yeah, well, you're a bitch. And that's why we're doing it in the boxing ring. I think that's good trash talk. But it, Floyd knows damn well he can't get in an octagon with those dudes. Like, this part was great, too, from Floyd and Connor having fun. Because you can choose which way you want to go. You, I'm, and I, I'm guaranteeing you this. You're going out on your face or you're going out on your back. Now, which way you want to go? Which way you want to go? That's right. Sit quiet, you little bitch. <laughs> Sit quiet, you little bitch. That's a great. That is. <laughs> That's like the proverbial version of just throwing a roundhouse kick in a boxing match. Like he just snapped. He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm done having the fun trash talking. I'm just going to say this. Sit quiet, you little bitch. 
And usually on the weekends when I talk with my wife, you know, when we're about to get a little uh, romantic, I usually say this to her. You going out on your face or you going out on your back? I'm kidding. No, I don't. I never would say that. That would be very disrespectful, Ted. Why would you even play that? Let's have romantic sex. Don't look at me. And Sit quiet, you little bitch. <laughs> talking about the dog. You know, female dog, Lulu. Yeah, but She's, you got rid of her, dude. You can't be saying that's that That's right. Anymore. I gave it to an old woman. <laughs> so then, to add more insanity to all this, Connor's doing some more press conference stuff, and Floyd Mayweather Sr. decides to start chirping him. All right. Have you heard this yet? No, I haven't heard this one. Oh, this is good. Like, Whatever, I don't know. Like what, sir? Say what? Well, I will beat your ass. <laughs> hey, relax, Junior. Before you know August 26. I don't want that. I don't want. I don't, I don't want, want no day. trouble, Junior. I want my own day. I want my own day. Uh, Dad wants his own fight. Yeah, that's a good idea. What? Uh, oh, sorry. His father was a great fighter before he went to jail. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he's ready to take on Conor McGregor. No, he's not. just i hear it and he's good at trash talk but it's like you have no professional boxing matches like yeah. shut the but and you I know get he's, it. he's smart he this this is selling pay-per-views no 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 i agree I know 100%. You get it. I know. i'm just saying yeah. it's just like for me i'm just like shut up mcgregor and shocking he was racist again yesterday yeah so what happened with that so floyd said something to him and then was kind of shadow boxing mm-hmm. and then mcgregor goes yeah dance for me boy dance for me <sighs> like Right now, I, being devil's advocate because I right. I don't know Irish culture. Like here in America, we know. Well, he's been living in America long enough to know that that's that's a phrase that you just don't say to a black dude. Or I mean, when he was, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 he, I, called, I, I, he called Diaz a cholo gangster. Like, yeah, you're sorry, right. no, you're Conor right. McGregor talks try- spicy and has. Pretty racist stuff in his past. I, I'm trying to be a devil's advocate because I saw the article and I was like, Ugh. and then I'm like, well, is it a cultural thing that he doesn't realize that by calling him a boy and dance for me, all that, you know, I mean, I, I'm just trying to think that people aren't just inherently racist. I like to think that, but you bring up a solid point. <laughs> this devil's advocate thing is not working. Yeah. I mean, right. It's different if you're talking to a group of black guys, you're like, come on, boys, let's go or whatever. Right. right. But when you're just like, dance for me, boy. Well, dude, this time's even like when we do our radio show and I'll be like, you know, you refer to someone like, oh, you, you know, your boy this, your boy that. And I'll say something and then I'll, I do have to keep that in the back of my head. Like, I won't mean it to come off that way. But if I'm talking about a black guy, I'm like, hey, BJ, your boy, you know, who's he, Watsy, is in the news again. Because yeah. I just don't want to deal with, because I've done that before, and it's obviously not intentional. And there's no, no, not at all. There's no racism meant, and there's no no subtle racism meant, but somebody's going to read into it and send a text and be like, oh, you're calling him your boy, huh? Like, I call myself, I'll, I'll say Ted is BJ's boy, or I'll say Vicky's BJ's boy, even. Yeah, like, I mean, look, I say brother all the time, right? I say yeah. everybody, what's up, brother? What's, you know, oh, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. But trust me. That's a wrestling thing. That's a Hulk Hogan thing, brother. Right. That's why I say it. I've definitely had that odd conversation before where the black dude's been like, I'm not your brother. Like, all right. Oh, how'd that go? It was awkward. It was terrible. How'd you get out of that? It was just a dude. Did you know know him? No. 
Where were you at? Uh, just like walking. He was like, "What's you know?" We just kind of did the head nod. And I was like, "What's up, brother?" And he was like, "Uh, I'm not your brother." Like I was like, "All right." Oops. Yeah, so I just kind of kept walking. Did you tell him that you were once in a bubble and you didn't know that that was inappropriate? I was in a bubble. Come on, man. I'm cool. So you're right. There's Sugar Ray Leonard visited me. But he's Irish. He's kind of gone down this road before. And yeah. Like, I don't know. It just seemed pretty racist. Sit quiet, you little bitch. Yeah. And I get it, right? Because this was, it was right after like that interaction. So you know what I mean? He's fired up. And when people yep. get angry, they say stupid ass. Yeah. It definitely is helping sell this pay-per-view. Oh, 100%. I mean, look, we, we're, we're still talking. That's why I said, like, I get it. I just, part of me just really wants it to be just as boring as the Pacquiao fight and this and that. So and, like, just, and just be done with it. Right. And then I'm telling you, in September, that Canelo Triple G fight will be the boxing people miss. Two guys that like to go forward and throw punches. Oh. No, no dancing. Like, it'll what, be what, good. What weight scale are those guys at? They're not heavyweights. Are they, oh, no, no, no. They're, they're welterweights? What do they fight at? 147, 150, somewhere in there. Okay. So they're small dudes, so they'll, they'll have a high work rate, too. But back when I was a kid, the small dudes were the scrappier dudes. Like, yeah. when you look back on, on the, speaking of Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray and Marvelous Marvin Hagler, those were like fights that seemed choreographed from a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't a lot of, I mean, there was dancing going on, but there was punches being thrown. Right. As opposed to the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight, which yeah. was just, I remember being there and I'm like, I'm glad I only chipped in $10 for this fight. Like, if I paid the full 100 or whatever, it was like 90 bucks at the time, I'd have been so pissed. Yeah. That was, that was such a bad fight that two people at a party, grand, they were drunk, uh, a couple donkeys, they were so drunk they passed out during the fight. I don't, I don't doubt that. It was I, I, you're right. I went somewhere and it was free, but I, I wasn't drinking at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. We need to get out of this bar. But that being said, yesterday, if you would have asked me, do I even give a crap about seeing this fight? I would have said no. Today, after all the hoopla and all this insanity. You going out on your face or you going out on your back? Now I'm a little bit more excited to watch yeah, it. And I get it. They'll do it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I still think it's going to be a terrible fight. All right, Ted, let's get out of here. Uh, oh. Thank you, as always, for people for uh, listening to the Megacast. Mega hugs to everybody, including you, Seth and Wenatchee. Yeah, man. Let's get 10 one more time. Ted, do you think we could do it? We, we got it in us. All right. I feel pretty good about this one. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on Twitter, at the Megacast. Um, we should talk about next week because we have that day off. So maybe no Megacast next week or we do another day. All right. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll make it happen, people. Hey, we'll get it done. All right. Let's get 10. Thank you, as always, <laughs> for listening. Can I thank people and more, Ted? I was already down there, Steve. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> We can't think of more. <laughs> I don't know if that came through. <laughs> Instead of said saying numbers, he kept going, thank you. <laughs> I think I only did four push-ups because I fell over laughing. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> hey, I was in a bubble. Don't be mean to me. Sit quiet, you little bitch. <laughs>